What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. Let's jump right into it. So, Juan Soto, I want to talk about him a little bit. I was seeing that the Nationals GM, Mike Rizzo, was making some comments at the general manager's meeting meetings, and one of the things that came up was the topic of a Juan Soto contract or potential contract for him because he's getting closer to free agency in 2025. Obviously, it doesn't seem that far away, but if the Nats want to avoid that, they'll need to sign him to an extension so he doesn't ever hit the open market. And it's very possible they could do that because he's right, you know, he's right in that in that uh, you know that young time frame where honestly maybe doing it now would be best before he gets too expensive. There's also that. And if you do it now when someone's really young, I mean, obviously not to the extent that some other players have been taking advantage of, like Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzy Albies with the Braves. Those guys were, I mean, you can make the argument they were taking advantage of. But someone like Juan Soto, everyone knows he's really good. And there are rumors he could be baseball's first $500 million man. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of money and um, something we've never seen before. But Soto is a hitter we haven't seen. Like, he's the type of hitter we haven't seen in a long time. He's the best pure hitter in the major leagues right now. And, yeah, I mean, he has power. He, he does everything and a lot of patience, too. Draws a lot of walks and everything. So we don't really know what a Juan Soto contract would look like, but I do think it would be north of 400 million for sure. It would easily be north of 400 million. I mean, you're talking like, yeah, it would be that more than 10 years, something like that. And you have a guy who, let's say you give him a 10-year deal, he's still only going to be in his early 30s, well, like 32 at the end of that. But I think he's 30, he's 22 now, if I if I remember correctly. So he could potentially hit. Another big free agent contract after the end of the first. But that's something that the Nationals front office will have to decide if they want to fork up that money. Do they want to fork up the money to keep their franchise player? Time will tell. So Carlos Rodon, remember him? The guy who threw a no-hitter earlier this year among all those other no-hitters in baseball. So the White Sox made a somewhat surprising decision to not issue him a qualifying offer of $18.4 million. And now he has hit the open market. So you wonder what kind of teams might be in a mix for Carlos Rodon. I mean, Rodon, he profiles as a starter now, although he used to profile as a reliever. But nowadays, he profiles as a starter. We saw when he was on last year, that slider was unhittable, like we saw him during his no-hitter. And the fastball. The fastball was a few ticks up last year, up to the high 90s. But according to his agent, Scott Boris, Carlos Rodon is seeking a multi-year deal. He's trying to, he's trying to do that. He doesn't want to sign a one-year contract. There had been some thought that Carlos would try to minimize his 2022 earnings on a one-year deal and hope to back up his stellar 2021 season with another strong season 2023. So, Pretty much trying to, you know, build up his track record because he has had a lot of injuries in his past. I, I suspect that's one reason why the White Sox 
on giving him the QO is that he's a guy who hasn't been durable over his career. I mean, on an inning by inning basis, Rodon was one of the best pitchers in baseball this past season. I mean, he had 132 two-thirds innings of 2.37 ERA pitching. I mean, doesn't get a whole lot better than that on an inning by inning basis. But like I said, his health has been the holdup. And prior to last year, he threw just 42 and a third innings between 2019 and 2020. So this is someone who, when he's on the field, he's very effective. But when he's not on the field, then, yeah, I mean, exactly. He can't really help anybody, which is something I've been talking about a lot lately. It's like it doesn't really matter how good you are if you don't get to play. But... Yeah, teams are going to evaluate Rodon's shoulder. I mean, they're going to look at the medicals and see if, you know, anything comes up with the shoulder is critical, and then they'll determine his eventual market power. So that's what is going to happen with him. In other news, Joaquim Soria has retired. Joaquim Soria, the right-handed pitcher, and he pitched for nine different teams over 14 major league seasons, made his MLB debut for the Royals back in 2007. And he became a mainstay of the Royals bullpen through the 2011 campaign. So he's a, he's a guy who was an all-star twice in 2008 and 2010. But nonetheless, Joaquim Soria ends his career, you know, after pitching for a bunch of teams at the end there, Rangers, Tigers, Pirates, returning to the Royals, and then stints of the White Sox, Brewers, and Athletics. You know, this is a reliever who who knows how to get the job done. You know, if if, if you look back at what relievers used to do, um, it's not the same game as it is today. Now you have relievers going multiple innings. Before, relievers would only come in for the ninth inning and get three outs. Now you have guys coming in in the, in the sixth or sometimes even the fifth. So that's something you know you definitely have to appreciate for a guy who pitched for as long as Joaquim Soria did and was able to adapt to the new way of doing things. So shout out to him as he has retired, 37 years old, pitched for nine different teams over 14 MLB seasons. I think he's definitely paid his dues. So that is all we have for today. If you enjoyed this, Please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.